interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Hello. The sponsor in our hearts this week is um, Shadowbringers, because uh, strap in, because that's all I'm going to fucking talk about this episode, basically. It's been like two, three weeks since we've recorded a proper episode where we didn't read internet bullshit. So here we are, back at it talking again. about Final Fantasy, back at it again at the Krispy Kreme. I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> the people that really hated it. Well, they probably fast forward anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I suppose we'll just jump right into our pre-salt. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm just listening. Okay. I'm okay, sorry. sorry. I'm also sorry, everyone, if my mic is really quiet. Kay and I have discovered that for some reason my mic sounds like I'm shouting into a tunnel. Well, you know what about that? Sorry, tangent. Um... Yesterday, when we were playing 14, it was completely stable. I wonder if it had to do, uh, and then Saturday as well, so I wonder if it had to do with, because my internet went out that night, remember? It oh. just, like, died. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, the uh, the CenturyLink tech came out because he was supposed to upgrade my internet, but then he couldn't because the wiring was wrong. But while he was there looking at the phone jack, he was like, oh, there's, like, a piece of the wire that's all fucked up. So he cut it out and, like, fixed it and cleaned out all the dirt. And he's like, well... That could have been causing a short, so at least maybe, you know, we won't have to worry about that. So I wonder if maybe it was actually on my end. Oh. Well, we'll find out. Because it's been we? stable lately and you sound fine right now. Anyway, Sweet. tangent over. Thank <laughs> you. Sorry, everyone. Um, I'll start with Gaming Con. It's been. A couple of weeks, um, and I haven't gotten a chance to talk about this on the podcast. Um, a lot of you probably saw my tweet storm about it. It, it was a clusterfuck, which I will talk about later. Um, I did have fun, though, because really, it's a cheap ticket to go and hang out with my friends uh, at a convention in cosplay. We They had a bunch of gaming stations set up, and we found this ridiculous uh, fighting game that we were all screaming with laughter over. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember the name of it, but it was, like, it was an old-ass PS1, like, game. <laughs> and, like, from from the beginning of the PS1's life cycle, you yeah. know? And it was real slow and just... <laughs> Oof. It was it was a weird game, and so we're all just like cosplay group when, um, and we haven't spoken about it since, but it was real <laughs> fucking funny. Um, I also started on my next cosplay project, which, like, that Breath of the Wild 2 trailer really lit a fire under me. Uh, and now... Sorry. <laughs> and now I'm working on uh, Link from Breath of the Wild, uh, someday I will do Zelda, but I wanted to start with Link, just because I've been meaning to do that. I've, I've been meaning to cosplay a Link for a while. For a long time I was going to do Twilight Princess, and then that never really happened. And now, here I am doing Breath of the Wild Link. Um, the fun thing, I've talked about this a couple times, but not on the podcast, the fun thing about Breath of the Wild is that you can kind of just pick and choose the gear that you like. Um, and 
cobble something together. There's not really like one set costume. Although I am kind of doing the the basic bitch one. I'm doing the um the blue hero tunic and uh the Hylian hood um and the traveler shield. Not the Hylian shield. And I'm also not doing the master sword. I'm kind of I joked about this at, at gaming con with my friends. I was like, I should make a Bokoblin skeleton arm, and then and then to myself later that night, I was like, what if I did though? It'll be good. It'll be so good. <laughs> it'll be good, and it'll be different. Um, and I I just think it would be funny, and so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do that now. I've been Slaps posting some pictures. I... With a Bokoblin arm. <laughs> no, no more. The Yowie paddle days are behind us. We're not doing that again. Yowie paddles out. Bokoblin arms in. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. We'll be right back. <laughs> I have been posting pictures a little bit to Twitter and Instagram of the um, Hylian cape and uh, my shield progress. Which I, I finished plasti dipping and I should probably get around to like spray painting. It's I hate summer, but it is really when it's really hot outside like this, spray paint and plasti dip dries basically immediately with minimal dripping and it's awesome. Um so that's cool. Not excited to have to do plasti dip in the winter again, because that was a sad time. <laughs> the only thing about it was last time I did was for my Loki armor. And I was outside in the heat, and it was allergy season, so I was, like, sneezing hella, and I couldn't really see. And then I was trying to keep... (laughs) I don't have, like, a really good place to spray paint, so I, like, laid out this tarp, and I was trying to keep it from, like, flying over. So I kept putting rocks in different places strategically to, like, try and keep my tarp from flipping over onto my helmet. It was a whole thing. But it did dry hella fast. Yeah. Um, and I basically have the same setup where I have this narrow walkway and I have to lay out a tarp and hope that it doesn't fly away and all that. Um, but it, it works. I just make sure I pick a day that's not too windy and that it's not like fucking raining or something, but, um, not too hard now that it is July. And everything is dead. And everything is dead and gross and brown and burning um yeah (laughs) (laughs) but anyway more progress to come on that i um painstakingly laid out all my applique um yesterday and attached it and i was sewing a couple i have a couple of them sewed down now but it's a long uh arduous process it takes a lot of time but i'm just such a slut for applique like i love it so much and y'all remember my Azra costume. That was all applique, and I loved it, and I loved doing it. It just took fucking forever. So, going to be plenty of updates on that to come, I'm sure. Um, and then the last thing I have to talk about is Shadowbringers. Uh, it dropped, early access dropped on June 28th. Happy birthday to me. Um, <laughs> and it was right in the middle of Gaming Con, so I didn't get to play it early access weekend that much. But since then, I have finished the main story quests. Um, people are saying that it's the best expansion yet, and it's beat out Heavensward as the best story, and I tend to agree with them. Um, it's really good, y'all. Like, 
really good. Um, they, there, I definitely had my share of griping about the class changes, uh, pre Shadowbringers, having played most of them. I haven't touched the healer classes yet because I, I fear, but um, the. <laughs> Bard and Red Mage ones are pretty great. And I have also, I picked up Marauder this weekend um, for the first time. And have so I've been kind of seeing the tank changes. They definitely, they were definitely for the better. Like, um, I know people probably really like the meta of stance dancing and whatnot. But Enmity Generation is significantly easier now. Um, keeping it up. The main the main hard part of keeping up is making sure that your AOE actually hits all the targets, yeah. which is rough sometimes, for sure. Um, especially since I'm baby and I only have like one AOE, which is overpower, and it's just like a cone. You know, you yeah. played Marauder for fifty levels, you know. But um, it's and then sometimes you think you have the like the enemy's closer to you, but because it's a cone, you kind of have to back up a little bit, but if you get too far away... Then you miss one at the back. Yeah. Yeah. They... The nice thing, though, is that now that you had to fuck around with TP, um, and I remember you (laughs) saying a lot that you were running out of TP because Overpower used a lot of it. TP! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Uh, you have to do the regen. They got... They did away with TP, and Overpower doesn't cost any magic. So you can just you can just slap that button as often as it'll, as it'll let you. Like yeah. as soon as it goes off cooldown, just keep just slap that bitch over and over again. It's fine. Unmend um, is like that, or unleash. I can't. I always get unmend unleash. Unleashed. Yeah, unleash. Unleash is, like is the teeth. Yeah, you can slap that button as many times as you want. Yeah. Interestingly, pre Shadowbringers, it <laughs> did cost magic. So yeah, and it doesn't I remember anymore. That. But it doesn't anymore, yeah. which is good. Um, because everything else costs fucking dark side and yeah. oof, oof, or magic rather and mana, excuse me, um, be- to keep dark side up, but dark side must be up. So regen hell, and then yep. you gotta cram as much fucking AOEs into the like slot you have between regen hell. I'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Um. But it is nice to have aggro stored in the tank stance, especially aggro for baby is dungeons. Stored, <laughs> stored in the tank stance. Yeah, that is something that's different. So Marauder gets um, tank stance at level ten now, whereas yeah. most, of, at least with Paladin and like Paladin doesn't didn't originally didn't get shield oath until level thirty, and I think Dark Knight also didn't get grit until level thirty. So like when you're in a baby dungeon, just try your hardest, I guess. Like good yeah. luck. Good luck, baby. Um, but so now, what, even in Sestasha in your first ever dungeon, you are going to have tank stance. And there's also no benefit to turning it off because it doesn't, um, it no longer increases your defense and it no longer decreases your damage dealt. So um, if you the see some idiot I... stance yeah. dancing in dungeons now, they're just a dumbass instead just of a meta dumbass. Caps. Aggro is stored in the tank stance. I, I, uh, the only time I have to do it is if, um, I'm in, like, if you're off tank. If I'm off tank, yeah. Yeah. And then, or if the tank dies, I'm like, oh, uh, tank stance on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they and I, oop. dead. <laughs> and I, oop. <laughs> that was one 
and I was like, why am I tanking now? And you're like, perhaps the main tank is dead. And I look up and I'm like, oh, right. He sure is. He sure is. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that uh, you don't do what I did and leave Defiance in the spot that it randomly assigns you because you will fat finger that button and your tank stance will drop in the middle of a huge pull. Um, no, I did that. Remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had typed shit into the chat in all caps. <laughs> Is there, like, your tank stance is off? And I was like, shit! Even, even we did a dungeon before that, and it kept being like, you turned your tank stance back off again. I think it was Alliance Roulette, so you were trying to not be main tank, and I was like, your tank stance is on. <laughs> your anyway, tank stance is it. showing, Jesse. <laughs> I, I moved it so I couldn't fat finger it. I moved it far away. <laughs> yeah, me too. Where a cat hurt me anymore. <laughs> Um, where Shirk is and um, Living Dead are all in that one no man's limit. <laughs> the, the no fat finger zone. Yeah. Um, Red Mage is really great um, with the new changes. They added an AoE rotation that I unfortunately didn't know about until some jackass screamed at me in Dawn Mag. But let's let bygones be bygones because now I know it's there and it's awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, it's just funny because somebody, somebody that I'll, I will talk about earlier, later, uh, was yelling at me, but I realized later when I was doing research that I think they thought I had the blackest night, but I don't. Oh, I yeah. love it when people do that. As a red mage, it happens to me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Talked about like, it before on the podcast where people are like, why aren't you raising the healer? Because I was like, because this is a level 58 dungeon, you dumbass. Yeah, and I could only make it into 60, cause, uh, or 50 or 60 dungeons, because it's the 50, 60, 70 roulette. Yeah, but well, I... also, you also have to have them unlocked, and you don't have very many of them unlocked yet. Yeah. So. So, like, I, and you don't get um, the Blackest Knight until uh, level 70, so perhaps it... Well, you wouldn't have been able to use it in that dungeon anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. So I wonder if maybe like, originally. No, that I don't think there's no, any that they changed yet later. I think no, they just assumed that I had it because they assumed they like maybe they're just used to being in that roulette more often, and they get maybe because a lot of them were like, "Oh, I haven't had this in 84 years when we came in," so I just think they don't remember. Yeah, and or they don't play Dark Knight, and they just assumed. Yeah, and it's one thing to ask because there's been a couple times where I've been like. Do you have Cure Three in this dungeon? And they were like, "Fuck, I forgot." Um, or they were like, "No." But um, yeah, it's just being a jackass and assuming is real. We're gonna talk about bad attitude and duty finder again later. But um, yeah, it grinds my gears. Fun thing about Dark Knight, though. Speaking of the Dark Knight changes, um, I've been playing level eighty dungeons now, so I've been seeing that really cool thing that Dark Knights can do at level eighty, where they summon Frey as their stand. Um, <laughs> it's a problem in dungeons, though, because I will mistake Frey for for the Dark Knight and run stack markers over to him, and then I'm like, oh, no, this isn't our tank. <laughs> there, <laughs> it happened to me is... last night in the twinning. <laughs> so I guess, like, I, I haven't, I clearly don't have Frey because I'm not level 80, but, um, and it's, it's living shadow. No, no, it's Frey. It's Frey. Um, 
But uh, apparently, at first when people were playing, they thought that the movements were random, but I guess there is some, like, aspect of control you can have over it, depending on whether you're going to use magic skills or uh, DPS skills. I don't really know what... I don't understand how it works at all. Um, Yeah, but I was reading about that, which was fascinating, because I thought it just, you know, did its little random rotation and left. I also know people, though, who are like, I will never use this skill ever. Goodbye. (laughs) Why? It's part of your toolkit. I don't know. They just are scared of it. And I'm just like, fair, because it burns through your entire life. But like, I don't know. Just just work it in there. I mean, I guess I understand because I baby and, like... Well, by the time you get to level 80, you're not baby anymore. Yeah, but, like, I mean, like, <laughs> I just... Even the skills I knew before the changes, like, changed. So my whole setup is different. So maybe they're just intimidated by, like, the switch in their setup. But I'm sure they'll get used to it. But it's just funny when people are like, I'll never use this ever, and then I'll die. And I'm like, no, it'll be fine. You'll figure what else, it out, kid. What else is funny is, get, I've been, of course, I've been seeing a lot of gunbreakers in dungeons because it's a new <laughs> tank. That's exciting. Gunbreaker has an attack called Superbolide, um, where, um, yeah, they drop their hit points to one and get invulnerability for eight seconds. It's terrifying. The, I just, every t- every now and again, I'll look up and I'll see that the tank's health just 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 goes shooting down to one and i scream a little bit inside and then i remember that it's fine some people were like can you please stop doing this on mob pools like could we can we can you stop doing this on tiny mob pools just gotta make sure that the healer's paying attention (laughs) well i think it's my the the people i follow who like are healer mains are like please yeah no my soul falls out my ass (laughs) My guess would be it's good for emergencies, and it's also good for um, the tank busters coming. Mm-hmm. It's going to kill me, and I'm not sure if the healer is going to be able to manage it by themselves. So, superbolide! Um, and then you can live through it, and then the healer can top you off. But it is really terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I just love healers being like, please! <laughs> Stop doing this for small pools. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, the story is fantastic. I felt a lot of real human emotions. Uh, the final dungeon in particular is really excellent from a storytelling standpoint. I'm not going to talk in huge details about spoilers. It's only been out for like three weeks. Um, the... Trials are all really good and have super heavy metal names. Except, Well, the Dancing Plague is not a heavy metal name, but it is fun. Um... And it's just, it's good, y'all. It's real good. I love it a lot. I really like Final Fantasy. I don't know if you've noticed. (laughs) It turns out that actually this entire time we were fans of Final Fantasy. Um, Since I'm not talking spoilers, I don't have a ton much more to say about it. There's going to be some stuff I talk about um, later that I don't like. Oh, I... I can say it's I'm having a hard time remembering what I wanted to talk about because it's been weeks, but um, your Scion companions get a whole bunch of character development. I know a lot of people were wondering how trusts were going to work, um, but <laughs> no, they work as intended, um, mm. but like you can get they have dialogue through that. They also have they're actually like Thancred, Yostola and 
uh, Alize are particularly bad culprits of this, where they just disappear from the story for huge swaths of time. Like, Eustola's gone for most of Heaven's Word, comes back briefly in Stormblood, and then is knocked out of commission for the rest of Stormblood, comes back again briefly, and then is knocked out of commission until Shadowbringers. Like, Urianje hides away in the Waking Sands for the entirety of every expansion, basically. Alize walks out in a Realm Reborn, and by the Doesn't way, Doesn't return all- until Stormblood. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm almost at the end of Heaven's Word, and I haven't heard from Alize yeah. in a really well, long time. We didn't do the Binding Coils of Bahamut, uh, and yeah. we should go back and do them sometime. But the Binding Coils of Bahamut is the only Alize content you get until Stormblood. Like... Uh, it's like intense. She's gone. <laughs> she just she just walks out of the story. Um, but they're actually like present in the story, and they're not just quest markers on your map. They like you travel with them. You can talk to them. Um, they have different dialogues. They can say they they joke with you, and you joke back. Um, Yostola spends the entire expansion roasting Thancred mercilessly. It's <laughs> it's great. Um, she's like my brother now. <laughs> But it's, so that's nice. Um, as for the trusts, they are, I personally find them agonizing. Um, they, they were purposefully designed to be less appealing than just playing with people because, uh, they're much slower. I think generally speaking, I, so I did the first three dungeons in Shadowbringers with trusts. Um, and each time, they were probably they probably took twice as long to do with the trust as they did with people um because your dps characters don't use aoe rotations so single target only it takes forever although sometimes like rianje will just cast death of the seventh dawn and just murder an enemy <laughs> is um, that why everybody keeps saying rianje being like murder is okay actually yeah, basically <laughs> um Thancred pulls single mobs. Uh, I became... This is something, for the record, this is something I would never do to a person. But uh, when I run a dungeon with Thancred, I will pull extra mobs and bring them to him, because otherwise we'll be there all fucking day. Here, um, have a mob, Thancred. Than- Thancred's like, thanks. Come on, Thancred! Thancred's like, I, I, will, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm taking um, this at my pace they cheat at mechanics especially the little bridge in Don, uh don meg which is hilarious um they uh it also drops a quarter of the loot uh but it all goes to you so there's that i think you get about the same amount of experience points um it is currently only for the shadowbringers dungeons also When you beat Amarat, the final dungeon, um, they all get reset to level 71, and you have to level them up. Oh, that's bullshit. It is bullshit, and it takes forever. I think I think somebody on Reddit did the math, and it was like six runs per dungeon. Um, oh my god. To level them up one, and... Uh, also, trust members who are not in your party don't gain experience, so if you're a healer and you level up Thancred, say, say Thancred, Minfilia, and Alize, then Yustola and 
Urianje and Alfino don't get experience and you have to level them up separately. Um, you also lose a- access to some of the other like special trust characters that you would only play once through the story. Like, like the Crystal Exarch is your tank in Holminster's Witch, which is real fucking weird. That <laughs> is weird for a lot of reasons. I was like, yeah. oh, oh, Lena. Because um, there's like this tough bunny lady that you meet named Lena, like right at the start of the story. Who I was like, oh, well, she's probably the tank, right? Um, and no, she's a dancer. And Crystal Exarch's a paladin. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but Go off. He's so small, but okay. I mean, I guess Lo- there's Lollafell tanks in the game, too. But yeah, it, sometimes that doesn't seem as weird to me, because those are player characters. I don't know. Crystal yeah. are so tiny. Um, but anyway, uh, you, you lose access to some of those characters. Um, I don't know. I... I definitely, I obviously don't care for them very much. I did it a couple of times for easy leveling, because um, you still gain the same amount of experience in those dungeons. But I found them very difficult to get through, and I did not do the last couple of dungeons with trust. Especially like there's there's a dungeon later on that I'm, I'm not going to spoil too much, but it's it's hard to see in um, because of the color palette, and so I was already having a hard time with that dungeon when I did it with people. People that I knew and liked, like, I did it with my friends, and so I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this one again if I can avoid it, and I'm definitely not going to do it with Thancred as my tank. So, um, I just... Thancred's I, crying right now. You've well, maybe if he did more than single pull packs, we would not have a problem, but, you know. And, you know, if Alize would use her AoEs once in a while, that'd be fucking sick, but here we are. <laughs> um, so... Um, I missed out on the chance to do those dungeons with trust until I go through the process of level grinding them, which I might, I might do it casually. Like when I reach the levels where I can go into those dungeons, I'll do a couple of runs while I'm leveling with the trust mm. just to kind of build them up and just do it slowly. Cause I, God, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> not a fan um but yeah that's how trust dungeons work uh also you cannot do trials with trust you have to do this with players it was only the dungeons so um i do like trials better i like i do like trials a lot um i hate dungeons they make me sad i i mean there are some dungeons that are just cool like story wise and also just cool yeah. design-wise, and I've seen some of the Shadowbringers ones. I didn't want too many spoilers, so I was just looking at uh, short videos of people going through them, and I'm like, wow, this is really neat design. Um, but, like, I just don't care for dungeons, because it's like, if I'm trapped in there, I'm trapped in there forever until someone frees me from my prison. They do take a lot longer than Trials, although I did once spend 45 minutes trying to beat Tsukuyomi normal, so... Also, remember that time we wiped three times to Titan? It was Garuda. Thing. Oh, oh no, Garuda. we also we also wiped yeah, we, three times to Titan. Yeah, because I was and I was like, are we are we doing something wrong? And you're like, the nails, Patrick. That, that's Ifrit. <laughs> oh yeah, but we have wiped to Titan, and it was because we had a baby healer that kept running into the oh, AOEs right. and getting knocked off the edge, and then we're just like, guess I'll die. <laughs> And no, I was the one who wiped to um, 
Ifrit three times by myself. Yeah, with that's that because group. they wouldn't do the nail. They would, yeah. yeah, and I was like, there's something happening. And I'm tank, so I don't usually do the nails unless it's uh, Titan hard or extreme or whatever the fuck it is. Ifrit. Where there's two tanks. Ifrit, sorry. Um, where there's and then two there's tanks, like five nails. Yeah, and I'll I'll run around and do the nails, but I hadn't done that yet, and so I was just there, and there's and I'm like, what is a, uh, what's going on here? Yeah, Why you were not we... normal, weren't you? That's the worst part. That was the <laughs> worst part because there's only one nail, and so finally I was like, and Kay's like, oh, you have to burn down the nail, and I was like, the nail, please. And then we wiped again. I was like, please burn down the nail, or we will wipe again. <laughs> and then they still didn't do it, right? Like you still had to no. do it. I was just like, please, finally, I'm just like, like the nail. When we got on, we did Bismarck for your first time recently, and there was a dancer in there that we were screaming out, like, you have to stand on the whale. The, no, the, Patrick, he, the lid, the lid, the lid. You also, the best part was when you're like, Patricia! <laughs> Because that's exactly what it was like. I can't roast them too hard because I got knocked off the platform in like the first 10 seconds. Okay, but we told them a bunch of times that they needed to stand on the whale. Like, and everybody was standing on the whale. And they weren't doing any damage. So they were at least level 60 or whatever. I mean, I guess they could have bought the whole game and gotten the level and story skip and then just picked up Dancer. That would be a weird it doesn't, flex. It doesn't seem likely. I'm pretty sure they didn't have the sprout. So yeah. they would have had the sprout if they'd bought the level skip. That one guy at first was like, Kazuki, you need to get on the whale. And then later he's like, get <laughs> on the fucking whale. And it's just Kazuki. <laughs> I was like, somebody rescue him onto the whale. Because I've done that. Uh, I don't know if somebody did, did get do on that. The whale. No, he did. No. Oh, no, no, I was watching him. I thought he did, because he disappeared no, all of he a was sudden. Just, he was just standing there. He was he was hoping for a carry. What a, what a dick. We're going to talk about people like this later. Um, <laughs> I've got a lot of Final Fantasy salt built up. Um, yeah, I have way more Final Fantasy salt this week than I do good stuff, but yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you're at all interested in Final Fantasy fourteen. Please play Shadowbringers. It's amazing. And that's the end of my pre-salt. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to give us a break from Final Fantasy real quick and say, does Lashana Lynch is 007? Um, <laughs> there are rumor come out that Lashana Lynch is the um, person they're looking at for 007, which would make her both the first person of color and also the first woman simultaneously to be 007. Um, of course, people are angry, angry, angry about this, but uh, I think H Bomber Guy did a really good video on, um, like, t- companies using marketing like this. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, H-Bomber brands. Guy. Yeah, um, using marketing like this to get people to cry in outrage about it, and then a bunch of people support the thing t- to counter the outrage. Um, I don't know how I feel about it because, in one way, it's definitely that, especially since Disney just had the thing with Ariel. Um, I I think it's definitely a thing. I 
I don't know that, like, it matters that much if over time it just becomes the norm. Like, I think it's just important to remember that mostly companies aren't doing this out of the goodness of their hearts because they're not. No one gives a shit about humans. Um, let's, let's be real. Like, companies aren't people and they don't care about human beings. Um, so I think it's important to keep that in mind. But I also think, like, does it really matter right this second if over time it accumulates enough people to where it becomes the social norm like this kind of casting no longer inspires this kind of outrage and like fucking marketers will have to find some other way to market movies to people whatever um so that's where i'm at right now i'm excited uh if it does happen i might die um because i'm also gay as we've talked about before um if you don't know, she was in Captain Marvel as well as uh, the longtime friend of um, Carol, and so uh, and I and I was also very gay for her there. Um, so I I don't know I I'm excited about it, but I also have that whole thing where like I'm suspicious of all companies ever doing anything. Um, but that's that's just that's just me. Um, my next piece of pre-salt is, uh, I start work tomorrow and I'm really nervous about it as of, as of this podcast, um, as of recording. Um, you can do it. I believe in you. It's nerve wracking because it's always like every time I go to a new job, it's like going to a new school. Starting a new job is always scary, no matter what, but. I'm like, are they going to like me? Am I going to be good at it? Am I going to fail at it? (laughs) You know, like all that. Um, I'm trying, I have a lot of anxiety right now, like, before we even started, um, podcasting, my heart was going so fast. I drank, like, tea this morning, but I've been drinking nothing but water since, because I'm like, if I drink caffeine, my heart will explode out of my chest. Um, but I'm really, I'm really nervous, uh, but there's nothing to do except just show up and do what I need to do. Um, but I'm also excited, because I'm excited about this job, so at least there's that. Um, and I'm, because it's, I'm waiting to transfer, um, into my upper level courses, I have this whole break where I will not be taking classes and just working. And, um, so also feel free to throw some commissions at me because I'm here, I'm working, I'm saving money, especially for stuff like books, um, and that's important. So I'll be putting away what I ha- some of what I have to just save for like spending on uh, my future college endeavors. Um, and then the other piece of pre salt is I'm back at it again at Krispy Kreme. And by Krispy Kreme, I mean the what could possibly be the opposite of Krispy Kreme, the gym. Um, I mean, at the end <laughs> of that video is that he does a, like a flying kick flip into the Krispy Kreme sign. So that's athletic, right? Yeah, that's athletic. Um, I'm going back to the gym because I finally dealt with all the health issues I had. Um, actually, some of them were never resolved. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going back to the gym. Um, I went back on Wednesday of last week. Um, I'm just going to try two days a week at first. I think I should, probably actually should do three days a week or just work slightly harder on those two days. Because, like, the first day I went to the gym, it kicked my ass. But then the second time I went, I was just like, man, I think I need to push it just a little bit harder. Um, 
I was like, all my gains will be gone. But I started back in again with 80 pounds of resistance almost immediately. And like, mostly it's like, whatever. Um, so I think I can push it back up for my legs. At least my arm lifting stuff is still 40 pounds because dear Lord, I, I have weak noodle arms. Yeah. I have my, to- my arms <laughs> have always been significantly weaker than my legs. And I have to be real careful because I really hurt my shoulder fucking around at the gym. Yeah. And um, you don't want to fuck up your wrists or anything either. Yeah. So, and especially after I was in the car crash, my shoulders were are even more, like, sad. Um, so I, I just, you know, 40 pounds isn't, like, I, I just more, like, increase the amount of reps I do instead of, like increasing the amount of weight with my arms my legs i'm like let's do this cowboys let's go let's go lesbians let's go um i hate getting to the gym let's put it that way there are things i hate in this world getting out of bed i really just don't like it um and then once i'm out of bed i don't want to go to the gym because i'm like god i Working out is so hard, but then I get there, and I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do this! I could lift up a fucking entire treadmill and throw it through a wall. I am fucking- I- don't fuck with me! I've got the power of God and anime on my side! Like, something about- especially when I get to the weights, I'm like, I'm fucking strong! I'm baby, but like, in my head, I'm like, yeah! (laughs) Let's do this! Let's go! Um- I forgot. It, I, I love that feeling. So I like that. And then when I leave the gym, though, I'm like, God, I've made so many mistakes. So it's a big cycle. And if I don't, people try to talk to me when I get home from the gym, which is all a mistake on their part. And I've like tried to gently say, hey, when I get back from the gym, I cannot form coherent thought. So please wait until I've showered and had food. Because otherwise, I'm going to be grumpy. Like, I'm going... I'm going to be grumpy after those endorphins exit my body at extreme speeds. I don't hold on to that euphoria of, like, post-workout very long. Mm. Um, my dad doesn't either, so I think it's just a, like, genetic thing. Uh, but, yeah, I don't get, like, for very long afterwards, I don't get that nice, fun, relaxed feeling. I only get it, like, a directly, like, in the minutes following my workout. And then I'm just, like... Like, then it feels like a truck hit me. Um, (laughs) and then I'm grumpy until food enters my body and then I'm fine. But, uh, and like, it doesn't matter how much I eat, um, before I go to the gym. Like, it's just, it's not like about food. It's just like, after I eat, after I work out, I must eat. Don't know what that's about. I did find that, surprisingly, I used to think like eating protein before I go to the gym would be the best. But it turns out my body prefers, like, if I have, yeah. like, a bowl of oatmeal. The science is that it doesn't really matter what you eat. It just kind of depends on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oatmeal keeps me full longer when I go to the gym. So, like, I don't, like... So quick-release carbs hungry. to help you with your yeah. workouts. Um, also, apparently, I was at the... So, fun fact about Jesse is I go on and off with whether or not I like oatmeal. And sometimes I'm Same. just like, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, and other times I'm like, God, I hate oatmeal. So there's just, like, no logic behind it. But the other day I was at the store, and I bought some plain-ass oats and decided to just... I just make it from scratch every day. Um, And it takes longer, but I can create the exact formulation of oatmeal flavors I want. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't take that much longer either. Like, 
I mean, I, I like my oatmeal a bit firmer anyway, so I'm kind of undercooking mine. But um, I it takes like five minutes. Yeah, me too. It's like five bad. minutes. Um, and it's it's good. And like my I, my body suddenly was just like, actually, you need you need oatmeal right now. I was like, okay. So I just listened to it. Um, and like afterwards, I was like, God, my body truly needed oatmeal. Like I just needed fiber. I think. Um, and yeah, sometimes your body is right. So when it's saying that it wants hot Cheetos, it's wrong. <laughs> but. <laughs> You could probably extrapolate from hot Cheetos, like, I need some carbs right now. Yeah. They're like, ones that are good for me and that won't destroy my I stomach. Need salt. <laughs> God, I love hot Cheetos with lime, but that's all. Those ones are good. Those ones are nice because they taste like more than spicy, they taste like lime. Yeah. Oh, fun recommendation. Um, I've been getting uh, tuna with tapatio sauce in it and lime. So mm. it's like. And it's got 70 calories in it. Then I put it in a low-carb tortilla that has 60 calories. And I roll everything together. And it's a good, like, it's, if I've forgotten an, if I've forgotten a, uh, a protein, like, if I still need more protein in my day, it's, like, a good little fill protein. It's really good. I love hot sauce and lime. I'm a slut for hot sauce and lime. It's a good, it's a good um, flavor combo. It's a good flavor combo. Did you see uh, that fucking KFC Cheetos sandwich? No. It sounds like a nightmare. And the commercials are awful. But anyway, you brought up hot Cheetos, so that's what I thought about. Yeah, hot Cheetos that you have to eat by rolling the bag down and using chopsticks to get them out of there. Otherwise, your fucking fingers will be stained red forever, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then you rub your eyes, and somehow it's still spicy in there. Um, Way off topic. But I've been enjoying the gym. Back at it at Final Fantasy. You thought you fucking escaped. You were a fool. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't swear at the audience. Um, I still working my way through Heaven's Ward. I'm almost done with Heaven's Ward, uh, and then I have post Heaven's Ward stuff to do. We cleared uh, the vaults fine. for those of you who know the game and are following along at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I that was the thing we did. Yeah, um, we went I'm in there, and I'm to... just like, so there was this meme that came across my dash because somebody I uh, follow made it, where it's like the Doge face with the gamer headset on. It's like, I'm so, I'm so excited to go into the vault. All my friends are really excited to see what happens after I get out of the vaults for some reason or something like that. And I'm just like <laughs> me. <laughs> and like, it was a surprisingly smooth run, even though it I was, was screaming. Yeah, it, the, like that dungeon is could easily be a nightmare. I've had plenty of really bad runs of the vault. It's hard on healers and tanks uh, specifically, but it went it went pretty good, I should say. And um, as all of us were like, Ooh! yeah, we were all screaming, but at the end we're like, all right, that was pretty great. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah, bye. Take care. Um, I think Final Fantasy just be like that, where you, sometimes you walk into something and there's like a million AOEs on the floor and you're like, where do I stand? This shall be mercy. <laughs> God. Oh, it, it was time, but I got to the vault, so people who know the game, you know what else happened? <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not. I, my friend basically did the same thing that I did, where I was like, oh, um... I was actually planning on logging out. I asked my friends, like, hey, is the vault a really long dungeon? Because it's kind of late. And they're like, it's not that long. And they're like, I'll queue up with you. And then the queue will be shorter and we'll get through it faster. And I was like, gee, thanks. And then we get to the end. And my friend's like, 
enjoy the cutscene. And I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> Ow. I was so sad. Shot through the heart. I just, I just, I just remember posting a bunch, like a million frowny faces in, um, <laughs> the link shell chat. And my friend just posted a million smiley faces back at me. <laughs> And then my other friends were like, what happened? And um, my friend's like, she's in the vault. And they're like, oh no. <laughs> Rest in fucking pieces. I was so sad. And then Kay, after I got out of that sad cutscene, Kay's like, oh, by the way, this next cutscene's also painful. And I was like, Ugh. I felt like that cutscene was harder to get through than the, the actual death. <laughs> I started straight up crying. I cried. I, yeah, it was really hard. Yeah. I cried real human tears. I was just not okay. And then they proceed to rub it in your face, by the way. So don't expect to be done yeah, with that Yeah, especially if you're a Dark Knight main. Oh my god, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is it worse for me? There's like, it, it's it's more, if you read like the journal um, entries in your quest yeah. log, they, um, they, it's, I don't remember the exact like text but it said something to the effect of if you had it all figured out you wouldn't have that broken shield would you ow yeah it hurt it, that How shit hurt you. you that shit hurt you real bad yeah listen here you little punk i i'm a good knight of darkness um we'll soon find out that i'm not a good knight of darkness but anyway uh yeah final fantasy 14 intensifies I've also been going through a playthrough of 15, um, and yeah, uh, congratulations, I'm gay. Um, love my stupid boy bands. <laughs> I love, they're, they're so fucking dumb, they have one brain they cell. Ignis is the only one that has a single brain cell, and they all have to share it. Yeah, they all have to share Ignis's brain cell, and it's slowly killing him. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was something I forgot to mention in my Shadowbringers rant, is that the, like Square Enix is like, you like Arden? You, you like Arden? Do you want another Arden? Okay, here he is. <laughs> here he is. Have another Arden. I, I do so like Arden nice. a lot. No, you know what? Arden's nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Arden is way less obnoxious than Emmett Selk. <laughs> I, would you like it? Would you you guys uh you guys you like you guys like Arden, right? Um I also wanna give a quick shout out to Chris who's been yelling at, with me about uh final fantasy um because final fantasy 8 was good you guys are just mean um <laughs> squall is good you guys are just mean i do uh, like squall but, an awful lot I, and uh irving yes i love that that stupid cowboy <laughs> um and just been talking about Seven, and uh, especially since Chris w did a photo shoot with his, uh, the world's most beautiful Sephiroth I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know where he got that figurine, but uh, it's beautiful. But yeah, I've just been so hyped about Final Fantasy, because I think 14 really reminds me, like... Yeah, especially with Final all the references Fantasy. to other Final Fantasies yeah. in, those in that game, it's just like, man... I fucking love Final Fantasy, like, in general as a series. Damn, that's a yeah. that's some good shit. Just pour, I think just pour that shit in my coffee mug. 
<laughs> when I got to the, when I got to the, like, um, cause I'm almost at the end, to the, I'm almost to the level, level 60 Dark Knight quest. Um, that Dark Knight quest is like, oh, right. The, and all of the Dark Knight quests so far have been very much like, wow, this is the kind of writing that I actually really love from Final yeah. Fantasy. And it's such, it's such like full of Final Fantasy tropes. Like, I, I know it is, but like, I'm still like, God, no, this is the shit that makes me hurt. That the, shit I mean, hurted. The the Dark Knight quests are pretty widely regarded as having some of the best writing of the, like, role and job quests. And I I haven't played the 60 to 70 stuff yet, or the 80 quests, but um, the level 60 quest chain has a really good emotional payoff, and I like it a lot. I'm excited. And it also ties in super well with the um, story of Heaven's Ward. Yes. Um, because I was finding out stuff about the heretics at the same time I was learning about one of the characters from the Dark Knight quest. And it's just, like, weaving in and out really, really well. Um, Moogles. I fucking love Moogles. I, they're so fucking cute. I, they're annoying as shit, but they mean well. Um... And also, it's just funny to have Moogles as part of a Dark Knight quest, and they're like, yes, yes, we know the path to darkness, and I'm like, imagine meeting a fucking Moogle and it having the nerve to tell you that it knows the path <laughs> yeah. to darkness. I told um, you this, but they um, introduced, um, this is in the advertising, so I don't feel like it's that big of a spoiler, um, they introduced Pixies to Shadowbringers, and they're kind of like Moogles, except, like, scary. <laughs> There's, there were a couple of moments with the Pixies where I was like... This is actually a little terrifying. <laughs> the, the, I think um, Kay and I came to the decision that they're like Moogles if Moogles were competent. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, Moogles are so incompetent that it keeps any of their what would be like mischievous bullshit to like a minimum. Um, and they're and like sometimes the mischief that they cause is also just because they're incompetent. So... Although you there know, is apparently think, a quest line where it f- turns out that Urianje tricks the pixies into thinking he doesn't like tea, so they'll make it for him as a prank. <laughs> I know. I love Urianje. Truly, is that bitch? And it was this. It took us had, this long to learn. He had some real personality in Shadowbringers. Like it's great. I just like to think that he didn't actually trick the pixies. They were like, if he just shuts the fuck up for like five <laughs> seconds when we give him tea. I'm no, because like- they're because they're like, oh, he always scowls, but he drinks it. He drinks all of it to be polite. <laughs> I love it. Andre's like, watch this shit. <laughs> About to ruin this beast tribe's whole career. <laughs> Slaps his hands together. Um. Yeah. So. Final Fantasy is good, actually, despite what I'm going to say later. Um, Same. <laughs> that's my pre-salt. All right. Uh, into into salt. Gaming con. So, again, I made a whole tweet somewhere about this, but here's, like, the detailed rundown of day one. Um, two years ago at Gaming Con, they had day one, they, they had, like, day zero badge pickup. A lot of cons do this. Uh, most recently, I went to Anime Los Angeles. They did that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I went on, at the time it was Thursday, and I went and picked up my wristband, and the next day I basically walked in. 
Uh, the next year, they stopped doing that, and I had to line up, and it was a clusterfuck. This year, same deal. I messaged ahead of time, like, hey, do you have early pickup for pre-registration? And they're like, there's no pre-registration. And I'm like, gaming con, get with the program. Every convention that has ever existed uses pre-registration to refer to buying your ticket early. Like, come on. But yeah. um, they're like, you just have to show up on day one and line up. I'm like, whatever. So... This year, it was at the Salt Palace Convention Center instead of the Sandy Expo Center or whatever they're calling it now. It's always the Sandy Expo Center to me, but I think it's like the Mountain America Credit Union Expo Center or something right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, because they always have sponsorships. Um, yeah. It used to be the Delta Center. Now it's the Vivint Arena. Whatever. Um, but, it's like the Oracle Arena used to be something else. I yeah. The so Vivint, what the what is now known as the Vivint Arena used to be called the Energy Solutions Arena, and before that, it was the Delta Center. Um, and there are people that still call it the Delta Center, and I just know what they're talking about. But anyway, um, so I, I go down to the Salt Palace, and there's kind of signs pointing in every direction that are going to doors that appear to be locked. So I'm like, uh, so I go around to the entrance that I remembered as being the entrance for Comic-Con, like, every single year. Um, it's kind of just the main entrance to the Salt Palace. Um, and I go over there and I realize that I'm definitely in the wrong place because there's a bunch of well-dressed women um, with lanyards on and a bunch of signs that say Vasayo or something like that. And I quickly look up Vasayo on my phone and it's some fucking MLM bullshit. Of course this happened in Utah. They, they sell <laughs> CBD oil and vitamin supplements. Anyway, um, so I... I see a sign up ahead that says Gaming Con, and there's a little arrow. So I follow the arrow, and then I see another sign that says Gaming Con, and an arrow that appears to be pointing me towards the escalator. So I go down the escalator and walk all the way to the end of the hall, and there's nothing there. And I'm like, okay. So I walk back, and I see like a convention center staff member, and I'm like, where's Gaming Con? And they're like, I don't know. And they just keep walking, and I'm like, cool. Cool. Uh, so I go back up the escalator and I walk around in circles a couple more times. I'm going up and down the escalators and all over the place. I keep seeing Vasayo stuff and staff members don't know where I'm going. At one point, a guy walks up because I was in costume. Um, so I looked like I belonged at Gaming Con. When you look like you're going somewhere, people ask you for directions to it, you know? And so he's like, which Did someone way? come up to you and ask you where Gaming Con was? Yeah, they were like, hey, do you know where to go for registration for Gaming Con? And I was like, I'm trying to find it too, my dude. And he's like, oh, yeah, um, I'm supposed to be working registration, and I don't know where it is. And I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and I'm like, well, good luck, because I don't know where it is. And by this point, I was really frustrated. And then I, and then I'm, I'm still wandering around. Where the fuck is it? And I come across Sonic the Hedgehog. There's a guy like a full, <laughs> full mascot suit, Sonic the Hedgehog costume, and he's like, "Do you know where registration is?" And I was like, "Not a clue." And he's like, "Great." And so, eventually, we find another staff member. And he's like, oh, yeah, you go up the stairs and down this hallway and you can't miss it. And I can't miss it. My ass, I've been looking for 30 minutes. Like, and so we finally get down there and I'm like, where do I line up if I already have my ticket? And they're like, right over there. And I'm like, cool. And then I line up there for like another 30 minutes or more. And then they're like, JK, LOL, you were supposed to line up over here. And I'm like fantastic and so i go and i line up over there and it's just a blob like 
they're, they're shouting out, line up here, line up here, line up here. Nobody can hear anything. And so we're all just kind of a blob moving forward. And eventually I get my goddamn fucking wristband and I get in and then I immediately drop my cell phone and crack the screen protector. And you know, you know, it, it was just the screen protector, by the way, by the way, my phone's fine. But like, you know how you, you get frustrated and your anxiety is building and then something really stupid and minor and inconsequential happens and you're just like, that's it, I'm canceling life. This is it. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those moments. And so I'm like, I'm just grouchy. And so I go over to the concession stand and I bought myself a bottle of water and a banana and I sat down and I ate my banana and I drank my water and I'm like, okay, I feel better now. Get that potassium, bro. <laughs> and then I met up with my friend and, you know, we hung out and the second day i was like there has to be a better entrance right right so i tried following the signs and around the other end of the building and trying to see if maybe like the other entrance was open and i just ended up at the same fucking entrance again so (laughs) um none of the panels were really clearly labeled they didn't post the schedule for gaming con until like so they post the Thursday schedule on Thursday, like after the convention had already started, and there was a whole three panels scheduled. And they're like, we'll post the other schedules tomorrow. They never said a single word about it again. The schedules did go up, but they weren't clearly marked. <laughs> the cosplay contest, as far as I could tell, was not on the schedule, although I was looking on my phone, so it's possible that it was just cut off because, you know, phones be like that. Um, so I didn't know where the cosplay contest was when I went to go watch it. Um, so... I somehow found it, like, buried in a comment on Facebook, and uh, we went to, and I didn't know what time it was either, so I found it in that comment as well, and we went to the hallway it was supposed to be taking places, and then just kind of stood there and looked around, and we're like, where are we supposed to go, because there's, like, six doors, and then there was, like, a little stage at the end with, like, ten chairs set up, I'm like, oh god, that's not that's not where we're supposed to go, is it? Oh. Ooh. And then finally, <laughs> um, I've forgotten the character's name, but it's Wonder Woman's mom, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hippolyta. Oh. Yeah. Queen Hippolyta was like, oh, it's over there. Like, <laughs> she was she was competing in the cosplay contest, and she was the one that was like, yeah, go to room B. And I'm like, thanks, Queen Hippolyta. the hero we needed right now yeah and to be fair the cosplay contest ran much more smoothly than it did in previous years it seems like every year they kind of get the handle on that although again i wasn't competing in it and i don't remember how much i talked about it last year when i competed in the cosplay contest last year but it was kind of a hot mess and the judges were really weird and asked me a really weird question and like so I don't I don't know anything about that, but hopefully it was the same fucking judges too. Like I remembered, but um, I remembered the one that asked me if I was a gender bend, and um, oh god, yeah, yeah, that story. She's she's still judging, so I don't know if anybody else had that experience. If I just got unlucky, you know, um, yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, after that, I, I mean, I spent the whole weekend hanging out with my friends, so I had fun in that regard. But we didn't really do have much to do with the actual convention so we like there's to continue with the gender bend thing it's years later and another thing um like and i i know this this person probably didn't know this because i don't know that they 
played the Arcana, but like Osra's non binary. Osra's non binary. So like how do you gender bend a non binary person? Uh, Where are we going? Doing gender bend whatever, I would have told you. Like I'm sorry for cosplaying female, but I am allowed to do that. And also, as we said last time, it could be possibly triggering to it people. could be very hurtful. Um, yeah. So, like, there's levels there. I, but I would just like to add, now that it's years later and I, too, have, am playing the Arcana, that, uh, excuse me. Yeah. I, I actually had a conversation kind of about this with one of my friends at Gaming Con, because somebody uh, called them Gender Ben Cloud, and they were like, no, I'm just Cloud. Um, but it was like, like I hate that. Don't just assume that I am the female version of X because I happen to be female. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> don't assume. Don't assume. It's like, I don't Also, like, gender cosplays generally like- require some sort of creativity on the cosplayer's part and, like, not just dressing up while AFAB, like. <laughs> yeah. I. I like I've done different versions of cosplays just because binding's really hard for me with my asthma. Um, I think it's a little bit better now that I've lost weight. I might be able to try. I'm gonna try it again. Um, but so I've done I've done some interesting stuff to try and like because I prefer to cosplay male characters to cosplaying female characters just who i am inside i mean my reflection will show also a lot of female Um, characters are just like naked especially if you like anime oh yeah if you do if you like anime you're gonna be naked not that my uh not that my hot guy costume was much better than that because also there's nothing wrong with cosplaying the naked girls it's just not what i'm comfortable with and like the thing about it that was funny i've done two hawkeye cosplays i've done the comic um, like, setup that he has, and then I did the original, like, the Avengers movie version, but with, like, booty shorts, because it was gonna be super fucking hot, so (laughs) that's why I was wearing booty shorts when I was Hawkeye, but people still knew exactly who I was when I walked in, so booty shorts or not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of cosplay... So, I, I'm all burnt out on Gaming Con. I, I mean, I guess the last thing I'd say is that I'm not sure if I want to go next year. It was so bad this time. Mm. Like, if my friends are going, then I'll go. But I'm not going to buy my ticket, like, four months in advance this time. I will probably just get it, like, fucking day of, like my friends did. They were they were smarter than I was this time. Usually it's smart <laughs> to pre-register, but not, not when the con is like this. Um, but... Anyway, so, like, last year, when I started working on my bard costume that still isn't finished... That one definitely needs more time. Um, I I told the story about how I was putting applique on some polyester satin, and I just fucking melted a piece. Like, straight up. It just, like, fried and curled up and turned black underneath my iron, and I was like, shit. Um, I learned nothing from that experience, apparently. <laughs> so, I've been working on the Hylian hood. I cut my pieces. The, the actual cape part is this, like mostly polyester suiting fabric. It was the right color, the right drape. Um, you know, it wasn't maybe not necessarily the right fabric, but sometimes you pick two out of three. Um, yeah. So I got color and look, but it's polyester. Anyway. And that's all that really matters. Yeah. I mean, 
if it, it were does, it's all that really matters like until flannel, you melt it with I would, iron. I would not have done flannel. I would have passed over it for something else, even if it was the right drape and color. But anyway, um, yeah, something like that. But um, I got so I cut out. The, I started with the hood pieces because they were smaller and more manageable. Um, and I had them separate because I knew it would be easier to get through my machine with the applique for that. I ironed on my applique without incident, um, which is a, an accomplishment because part of the applique is white and the and the cloak is navy blue. So the white on its own would just show through. So I also put a little bit of interfacing between the heat and bond and the white fabric so that it was a little bit thicker, but that means that it doesn't stick as well because interfacing sucks um, like that sometimes. So... But I got it. I got them to stay on. It was great. And I spent, like, seriously five or six hours painstakingly outlining these with a satin stitch. And it looked beautiful. And I sewed the hood pieces together, and they looked perfect. And I went to iron the seam of the hood and melted it. And I was like... Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said hello, darkness, my old friend, and my brain immediately started playing all around me are familiar That's faces. another good one. But I'm just, like, I, I remember at the time I was, like, I was sad, but I wasn't as upset as I would have expected myself to be. So I guess I was like, well, that was fucking stupid, Kay. And now you have to live with your consequences. Um, so I made a sad post on Facebook and I messaged Jesse about it. And then the next day I, I logged into Final Fantasy 14 and forgot about it for a couple of hours. And the next day I redid my applique and I did all the ones for the cape as well. And I, I heard them on very, very carefully. Um, the downside to this is that some of them are kind of coming off, especially on the cape. Cause I have to like, spin it and turn it around there's so much fabric and i'm having to push it through my machine and over and over again so i've had to pin, they're not staying on very well at least not the white ones so i have to pin them down which kind of defeats the point of the heat and bond but I, it's better than melting my cloak again i don't have enough fabric to recut any more pieces so i'm just gonna have to live with my life choices but once i get the stitching on they do look really nice i've got a couple of them stitched down now so um you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I just like I need to, I need to learn my lesson with this heat and bond bullshit because I keep melting shit with it, and I need, I need to just learn. You could learn your lesson, or you could forget about it until the next time it happens. Yeah, next year when I'm doing another applique project, I'll melt my fucking project again. You know, just like just for old time's like- sakes. <laughs> So now we're moving on to the Final Fantasy salt. <laughs> um, some minor stuff I didn't really like about Shadowbringers. Um, I already talked about the Trust Dungeon, so I won't go into that again. Uh, the other thing is roll quests. So from levels 1 to 70, um, they've had like job and class quests, where you go every for the first little bit, it's every five levels, and then it's every two or three um, you know, you talk to an NPC and you do, you have like a storyline going and some of these were really, really good. And some of them were stupid, but fun. Like the bard quests. I really enjoy those, but they're kind of dumb, you know, um, enjoyed the red they mage quests. Obviously the dark knight quests are great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sent us out here to get rid of us, man. Um, so I, I enjoyed those, um, in Shadowbringers, because of the way that game starts, I guess it doesn't really narratively make sense to do it like that. So they replace these, like, role quests. So there's 
caster DPS roll quest, melee DPS roll quest, uh, or physical DPS roll quest, tank, and healer. And you just, whichever, you just pick one. So you, you, of each, and you do the roll quest, which has like three or four parts to it. And at the end, you do um, a level 80 quest for your specific job that is kind of just like a victory lap, basically. You get a title for it and a little bit of story. And like, I did the Red Mage one only so far because it's the only one I have at level 80. But basically, it was just like, hey, Zarun. Good to see you again. What's up, Arya? Let's go fight some bad guys. Cool. Nice to see you cats again. Goodbye. See you. <laughs> nice to see you cats again. <laughs> see you in the next next expansion. In two years. Um. I'm sorry. That was a fucking fire fucking statement you had. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I just I miss the old style of quests. So I, I hope in uh, six point and beyond they go back to it because. I understand why they did it the way they did, and it's not like there's nothing interesting that comes out of the role quests, but I, at least for the ca- the caster one, I was like, wow, I don't care at all about this story. Like, I almost fell off my chair so I, laughing. I, I started the physical DPS one, because I'm leveling my bard now as well, and hopefully that one's a bit more interesting um, and then I have yet to do the healer and tank ones because my highest tank is at level 60 and, uh, I just, I don't want to with the healers. <laughs> I, they, white mage is in a pretty good position right now. It didn't really have anything to lose. So people are enjoying white mage right now. Um, no one is enjoying astrologian or scholar right now, as far as I understand it. Um, so I'm not... And also, the Shadowbringers dungeons hit, like, trucks. I was shocked by how much damage people were taking in those dungeons. Like, um, it's just a lot like those idiots on Reddit got their wish. Like, healers barely have time to do anything else but heal in those dungeons, especially when you're at, using at-level gear. So, like, it's if you're doing big pulls, like, your healer's just sweating and casting spells the whole time. Um... God, I really want to finish doing White Mage, but the the fear of getting into it, I will talk about why I have yeah. years now, but, like, getting into a dungeon, because, like, you can't really learn how to heal in, in Palace. No. You can't really learn to do anything in Palace, but you especially can't learn how to heal in Palace. And then, like, the thought, though, of people, like, me going in and, like, being inevitably bad at healing and then people yelling at me makes me sad, Todd. So then I'm just like, uh, but, like, I, I want to try it. I want to try everything. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm leveling Bard right now. Um, I didn't pick up a healer until I was pretty comfortable with the mechanics of the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, by that point, I had leveled... Um, Barred all the way to 70, I'd kind of played around with a bunch of different classes. I was already most of the way, if not all of the way through Stormblood. Like, I was getting it. So, if you're not comfortable with mechanics, I imagine healing would be pretty overwhelming. Um, yeah. But, anyway. Maybe when I'm done with Shadowbringers in 84 years. <laughs> it's not going to take that long. You, you kind of flew through A Realm Reborn. That's, like, the long one. That's because I... <laughs> fucking A Realm Reborn is awful, and so I was trying to fucking 
speed run it, clip directly through a Realm Reborn and even, into Even at the time that I was playing the A Realm Reborn post-quest stuff, I was like, I bet this wasn't nearly as bad when it was being released. Because when it was being released, it was like 15 to 20 quests at a time. But then now you have to go through 150 all at once. Like, and they're so boring until the very end. It's so fucking boring. But there's no other content like that in the game. Like, it never gets that bad again. Um, so they definitely learned their lesson with that. Because um, all of us are like, help! <laughs> uh, I don't want to be here anymore. Let me Save help. me. Well, I think they realized because people were like, People were starting the game and then quitting when they had to get to that through that stuff. And so they're like, oh, yeah. yikes. It's it's hard to catch up on MMOs. It's just, there's a lot, you know? And um, it's not like World of Warcraft where you can kind of just jump in anytime. from what I've heard. You have to play the story of 14 to unlock stuff and get to new zones and get to the end. So it's just, it's a mess. Um and, you know, it's time to complain about Viera and Hrothgar again. Um, I Fantasia to Viera, because um, I just wanted to be tall. <laughs> like, And I am tall. I spent a lot of time spending taking pictures of myself next to NPCs that used to be bigger than me. And, like, Urianji is still bigger than me, but only barely. It's great. Um, anyway, uh, none of the hairstyles that I've been collecting throughout all this time work. You only can use the default Viera racial hairstyles. Um, also, y'all need to look up Viera Voice 7 because it is something. I didn't choose that one, thankfully, but holy shit, it's hilarious. Um, Kay sent it to me with, you've heard Mikote Voice 5, now get ready for Viera Voice 7. And I was like, oh boy. Sorry, I almost dropped my fucking laughing too hard. I almost dropped my tablet pen into the hole in my desk where it would never return. <laughs> All right, sorry, continue. Um, but it, yeah, it's like, I don't know. They just feel really half-baked. The ears don't move basically at all. They kind of bounce when my character runs. That's it. There's a lot of clipping issues with the hair, um, more so than any other race. Um, they look good for the most part, but things like that really stand out. There's a lot of glitches with... Uh, their hair disappearing if you use the esthetician, apparently. Um, I haven't yet because I like the hairstyle that I have. Um, I I just like, they just feel really half-baked, but not as half-baked as Hrothgar do. Like, yikes. Want to change your hairstyle as Hrothgar? Spend $10 on a Fantasia. You can't use the esthetician to change your hairstyle if you're a Hrothgar, because they're attached to the face shape that you've chosen, which is pretty ridiculous, if you ask me. Um, the trials and tribulations of being a furry. Yeah, I guess. Uh, neither race can play, um, can wear helmets, for the most part. Like, I can wear some. There's a little corsage that I put in my character's hair. Uh, stuff like... It looks cute. It is cute. Corsages generally work, um, circlets generally work, headbands generally work, hats and helmets do not, um, and cowls that have hoods, the hoods work, but your ears just kind of stick straight through the top and it looks stupid, um, I guess it was always going to be like that though. It's kind of frustrating when they give me a new hat and I can't even try it on, um, it's And it's the same with Hrothgar. Somebody else found a really interesting glitch where, uh, for legacy players, if you type slash legacy mark, or whatever it is, 
uh, it brings your tattoo back and makes all of your fur and ears and eyes disappear. <laughs> it's, uh, it's frightening. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just seeing them in game, I was like, these are not finished races, and it's frustrating. They, they should have instead of disappointing everyone, they should have just disappointed one group of people and had only one race that they added to Shadowbringers. But here we are. Hopefully, I, I have my doubts that the gender lock is going to get lifted anytime soon. But I do hope that they uh, add support for Mog Station and. Um, gold saucer and pvp hairstyles because like it i spent real money on a couple of those hairstyles and i would like to be able to use them thanks um not for you locked not allowed got a fantasia back to aura um so that you could be tiny again because they won't let me slide the height slider gets on the table <laughs> aggressively yelling i want to be tall my height slider for Elra was at max and she's only like five two but um now listen, i'm six foot three it's awesome it's it's that's the best listen vera are definitely half-baked race but i am enjoying standing next to a bunch of very big ladies <laughs> like I, I'm like, yes, hello, ma'am, and I'm just directly face-planting into their titties, and I'm just like, hello, I, how can I help I you? also do <laughs> really love the Viera sandals. I don't really like the rest of their artifact gear, because it's like, again, nothing against people that are using it, but it's too naked for my character. Like, I don't... Um, I'm, I'm willing to put up with a certain level of naked for my character, but the thong is too much. Um, so I just... I, I was really in a it, dungeon but... <laughs> with the, one of the person who had the thong on, and listen, I'm short, so they stepped up like one level above me, and I was face planted directly into their ass. <laughs> so I just, I just want to say that I'm not here to slut shame bunny girls because that's bullshit. But I am trying to say that where are the thongs for the rest of us? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Viera, though, I will fist fight the next person to say anything about slutty Viera. I, ooh, this has been a problem with every female race for, since the beginning of time. Before slutty Viera, it was, uh, Animu Dragon Girls, and before that, it was slutty Cat Girls. Everybody always complains about people playing female characters in this game. God forbid anybody have a fun time. Um, but I, on... Day one of early access, I fought two separate people because they made some shitty comment about all the half-naked Viera in the game and how they're everywhere now, like, ha ha ha, and I was like, let people have fun. And one guy was like, I'm just one like guy was like, it breaks my immersion, and I was like, so's the idiot in the chocobo suit in the background of your Praetorium cutscenes, but it doesn't really fucking matter, does it? And all and everybody else in that chat was on, firmly on my side, so he backed off pretty quickly. But like, and as a lesbian, I just want to say, who's having a bad time with half-naked bunny girls running around? Like. People who aren't into women, I guess, but... I guess, but, like, I'm having a great time. This is a great renaissance for Final Fantasy, and I would just like to say... No, I'm just... I'm waxing poetic now, but I'm just saying, like, also, like, the whole immersion thing... If you care about immersion in your video game, an MMO is the worst possible choice for you. 
and like the the other thing is as you as as you were talking about it's always the female race characters so the problem is is that they don't think their their immersion ends at female characters yeah and like how many stripper cat boys have we seen running around the gold saucer like i love stripper cat absolutely boys. they're the, the best <laughs> like yeah <laughs> well i i I see half-naked Rogadin dancing AFK and Limsa Lominsa every damn day. They don't get called out. It's just the female characters. They just can't stand the fact that women exist in video games and sometimes want to look hot, I guess. Yeah. Cry about it. Cry about it. I'm crying like, for different reasons. You don't see them as much um, outside of the new areas, but there's, at least on early during early access, like... There were just as many Hrothgar as there were Viera. So, cry some more. Um, then, the last thing I have to talk about is um, bad attitude from players. This has obviously always been a problem. I've complained about it many times. But th- I wanted to complain about a specific phenomenon I saw with the Shadowbringers dungeons uh, of impatience. Like, so... The best example I can think of is, like, Titania. I queued up for Titania for the first time. It was, um... I believe it was Monday the 1st of July, so it would have been, like, the fourth day of early access. The game wasn't even fully out yet. Um, and we get in there, and the tank does a countdown. Like, he does a ready check, and everybody says they're ready, and then he does a countdown, like, 15 seconds. And some ninja's like, come on, just pull! Just pull already, for God's sake, come on! And I'm like, bro, it's only 15 seconds. And then yeah. we wiped, and the gunbreaker was like, you need to stand in the water puddles, but he said it in like the snarkiest way possible. And then we got through that, but we wiped again, and he was like, nice. And he quit. And so did a samurai. And I'm like, I'm sorry I didn't master the game in four days, sir. Like, what were you expecting? And... I've noticed it in other dungeons, too, where people are particularly rude if you don't want to, say, maybe the tank isn't pulling fast enough for them, or uh, the tank's pulling really aggressively, but the healer can't keep up, or uh, there was a guy that was a huge asshole to me because I didn't know about my AoE rotation yet, because it was literally the the second day of early access, and I didn't read it on the tooltips. Like, I know that's on me, and I'm sorry, but you could have been a bit more polite about it. Like... Kay was like, because Kay was in the dungeon, she's like, hey, um, Jesse, can you do me a favor and, uh, look up this skill? And I was like, okay. And I went to look it up and I'm like, well, yeah, but it's like, it exists, but it's brand new. Yeah. It's brand new. I, I don't know what it was about that particular, like, I can't even remember exactly what he said to me, but I was livid. I was like shaking. He He made me so mad. Um. I think it was the combination of it being, like, the second day of early access and him being so rude. is just, like, um, I don't know. People were, like, super impatient. You'll queue into the Crown of the Immaculate and a bunch of people whine when you wipe to the very difficult DPS check, like, compared to other DPS checks in the game. When you get four people at the beginning that are, like, it's my first time here. Like, the game's been out for three fucking weeks. You expect everybody to have gotten through... Some of us have jobs, and some of us didn't take time off for this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I The final dungeon, there was a guy that was 
incredibly rude to a knight. It's like, that. it costs zero cents to just cool it and be polite. And I don't understand, I especially just don't understand the impatience with these brand new dungeons. Like, we're all undergeared. They've been in the game for, like, double-digit days, and a lot of people are experiencing them for the first time. It's not, this is not old content TM. But also, even if it is old content TM, it might be somebody's first time playing it, or it's been a year since they played it. Like, fucking relax. I think, I've talked about this before, but, like, a lot of this stuff is not, like, Especially people who are like this in roulettes and stuff. I mean, like, this isn't fucking savage raid content that you're doing yeah. with your fucking... And I, this is just, like, I will say, fucking... Ru- if you are going into pickup groups for savage raid content, you should probably have an inkling of what you're doing. I'm not saying you should... Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying you necessarily require to watch a video, but you should understand... Because I, I will also say there wasn't really anything groundbreaking in the mechanics in Shadowbringers. Like, a lot of them were... Just like any other expansion, a lot of them were recycled from other boss fights. So you're like, oh, there's this like star-shaped pattern, AoE pattern on the ground in Titania that is just reused from Mist Dragon with a little bit of extra boost to spice it up a bit. Um, and so you kind of know, you should know how to deal with that if you've been playing all along because you've already done the burn. Because you had to do the burn, it's a story dungeon. Um, so, you know, like, there's not really anything revolutionary, and you should probably have an understanding of the normal mode of the fight before you go into the savage content, at least. Um, but, like, for story dungeons and trials, it's yeah, completely... Like, cool your, tits, cool your tits. It's completely unreasonable to expect people and require people to watch videos before they go in. Because they probably want to experience it blind for the first time. And even if they didn't, like, it's... It's just Duty Finder. It's not that serious. Like, And, like, sometimes I'll watch a video, and then once I'm in the dungeon, I'm like, that's not what I expected that to look like. Because yeah. they fast-forward through bits to get to stuff. You know yeah, and then so also, like, like, MTQ oh. Capture is great. Um, and I've watched a lot of her videos, but so- she goes so fast. And sometimes I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I, like, I just don't absorb any of it. And I'm just like, well, like, I guess I'll just go in. Guess I'll die. <laughs> turns on tank stance (laughs) (laughs) and then turns it off immediately afterwards on accident (laughs) but it's yeah i just i just really hate the attitude a lot of people are quick to blame it on wow refugees and maybe that's partially true but there's plenty of shitty people in the final fantasy community all on their own so just just stop stop it get some help (laughs) Um, that's my, I guess that's all I have. I, well, mine actually really, like, part of myself really sort of dovetails into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, so (laughs) I know I'm not the best tank in the world. I have no illusions. I picked up a lot of bad habits because like you can, you can. Happens occasionally. Yeah, and especially, like, I have never played an MMO before in my life, and I was like, I'm gonna tank, which, yeah, was probably foolish because Somebody I never has to do it. played an MMO. Yeah, and I I just wanted to do it, and I like it. Is that a crime? Is that a crime? I, I also will say that, like, <laughs> I, 
tried to help with some of the stuff, but I, I don't play tanks. So I'm just like, just use more AOEs because that's oh, yeah. what other tanks have told me to do. And you're like, but I'm doing that. And I'm, and I'm just like, unexpected error has occurred. Please restart your computer. Like, I don't know what to do at that point. And like, <laughs> yeah. And I don't expect you to hold my hand through it either. Like, I just, I appreciate every single time you help me. So like, that's, I, I, I feel like that's a gift. You know what I'm saying? Not like something, a rule that I can like go to. Um, but like, I, I know I'm not the best tank. And especially since ever I like, I just picked up Dark Knight, which is already kind of a hard tank. And then like on top of that, it just changed, changed. So I was just getting kind of like the idea of what I was doing. And now I'm like, I have no idea what I was doing. Um, I did have a friend sit down with me and I'm like, what does this mean? Because I don't understand um, MMO terms. And he was like, and I trust him not to be a dick about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I trust him not to make fun of me for not knowing what an MMO term is. And then there are also people who aren't dicks, but they just don't know how to explain things without using other MMO terms. I had that problem a lot when I was starting out where I'm like, how do you fight this boss? And they're like, well, you have to do all this shit. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And they're like, well, it means all of this MMO bullshit. And I'm just like, YOLO. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is a proc? You'll definitely notice it. If you guys ever end up in Duty Finder with me somehow, like, you'll notice it, like, Tsukuyomi's a really easy example of this, because it happened to me in Duty Finder, where I was, like, the one explaining. And people will say, like, okay, when she does her Selenomancy phase, you need to pick a side, and then um, every couple of seconds it'll give you a stack, and at five stacks you need to switch sides. Well, that's a pretty apt explanation, but for somebody who's, like, stack, what? And so I'm just, like, yeah. When moon get big, switch colors. <laughs> because and that's fucking useful. Because there's a stack indicator that's really tiny, but then there's also like a big moon that wanes and waxes um, with the stacks. So it's like when it starts to get look look a little full, you need to switch sides. That's the only way I learned how to do that mechanic because people were like, switch sides at five stacks. Well, what the fuck does that mean? I have so much stuff I have to look yeah. at. I can't keep track of my stacks. So. Yeah, and like as tank, I'm looking at a lot of things. I imagine healers the same way. Yes, like you're looking at a lot of shit at once. And old habits and... die hard because I, when I'm red mage, I also keep track of my party's health. So it's like I'm still looking at quite a lot of stuff, keeping an eye out for yeah, new ads just, and just like I just ran um, uh, Sestasha with K as tank, and I was still like I had to physically like. I was like, stop here, Jesse. <laughs> like, well, there was even a moment where, because I, um, I, I'm more comfortable with the HUD, and I was like, oh, I'm, I lost aggro on one. And you're like, no, I think you got it. And I was like, no. Because I could see the little yellow triangle, but I couldn't figure out which one it was. <laughs> Just like, no, he's out there well, cause, waiting. Because <laughs> I did have aggro, and then I did that thing you told me to do and switched targets. Yeah. And then I didn't have aggro anymore, so I just assumed. But he must have just been aggro. Yeah, he else. probably was on the healer um, or something. So I was watching my aggro, but like I forgot that I wasn't the fucking tank. I so all of this is leading into um, 
me almost giving up tanking in Final Fantasy XIV. I almost gave up Final Fantasy XIV. Let me preface this with my other piece of pre-salt that, uh, you ever just been dragged out in the street and beaten until you pissed blood by your own fucking period? Because that's how I am right now. Um, and everybody told me, you know, when you go to the gym and you start drinking water, I have quit Diet Coke. I don't know if you guys know this. I mentioned it briefly, but I don't think I've had Diet Coke in like four weeks. It's been a, it's been a trial. I've been drinking nothing but tea and water. So mostly water. So like I've been drinking water and I've been going to the gym and people are like, your period will be better. Uh, no, they were wrong. They lied. They lied, Todd Howard. Um, my period is bad. It's just, I'm just having a really bad one. So I'm super emotional and I had cramps all day and I decide I need to level up just a little bit more. I'm going to go into 50, 60, 70 roulette, even though the last time I was in 50, 60, 70 roulette, I had a really bad experience. Um, and I did, and I, the, God tried to warn me, because I hesitated, um, but, like, I haven't been in the, I unlocked those dungeons, but I haven't gone through the hard modes of a lot of them, um, so I, I was just like, oh, well, you know, I'll get through them as I get through them, and so I unlocked the level 50, 60, 70 roulettes, and I'm like, oh, I'll do it again, uh, and I get in, and, like, my whole party is mentors. Um, they're late game players and mentors. I don't think there was a, like, there was, there were, maybe there was one other person. The one who was mostly quiet, I think, uh, said that this was their first time doing the hard version. But they weren't, also, they also weren't a sprout. So that was, yeah. maybe they had just gone through and unlocked all of the hard ones. I don't really know because you don't need them for main story content. So I was the only sprout and I said, this is my first time doing this. And, um, and like, they're like, oh, okay. And immediately, uh, immediately they start telling me what I'm, everything I'm doing wrong. And so I start panicking and then they're like, you're not using enough AOEs. And I'm like, I, I am. And, and like, I was using all of my AOEs. So I, and my cooldown. So I don't really know what was going on. Um, and then they would be like, oh, you don't have aggro on this thing. So then I would move over to go grab aggro from the thing. And I would try to use, um, uh, un- unleashed, unmanned, I guess. It's the, no, oh, not unmanned unleashed. is the other one. Yeah. I would, yeah, to grab, like, to single target a, um, an enemy and grab them. Um, and if that didn't work, I'd use Unleash. And then I'd be trying to go through my rotation, and I was watching, they're like, you need to fucking watch aggro in the, in the chat. They're just like, Tank, you need to watch your fucking aggro. And I'm like, I am watching my aggro. I, I don't know what to tell you, but I didn't say anything. I just said, okay. Um, and, like... So we we go through this whole thing, and I'm holding on to the stuff, and then they're like, oh, you need to pull bigger, so I pull bigger, but then we all died, and then... It's almost um, like you shouldn't demand that the tank pull bigger than they're comfortable with or something. Yeah, and then, like... As I, as I walk through, so now I'm, now I'm like panicking because I'm like, God, every single one of them hates me. And so then I just like, after we all died, I waited till we all regen and then come back around. Um, and then I accidentally pulled a pack and the, the healer was like, I didn't regen full mana. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And, but they didn't say I didn't regen full mana. They proceeded to then, um, start saying the tank no one called me tank anymore because at first they were saying tank then they just started calling me the tank and talking about me like i wasn't there which was also cool uh even though i was answering them in the chat 
I was like, thank you. Um, so they're like, the, the tank didn't wait for my mana to regen, sad face. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, but then they proceeded to like, I don't know, the healer was doing, playing the dangerously low game after they hadn't been doing it before. And so I was like, oh man, they fucking hate me. And then the, like, the mentor, Lalafell person, was running ahead and grabbing packs in front of me instead of letting me grab them. And then I had to pull aggro off of him, which was annoying um because he would just run through and pull all these packs and so then i'd have to pull the aggro off of him but then he was taking damage in the time that i wasn't pulling the packs and then i had to reposition everything and they were getting upset at me because i was repositioning everything and i'm like it's my job to turn the cones away from you like please (laughs) um and i didn't know the mechanics and they were angry at me for not knowing you said it was your first time (laughs) yep um so then we get to there. There's like this part in we were in Stone Vigil hard, which I already fucking hate Stone Vigil. So uh, we get to the I think it's the final boss, and you go outside there, and there's all those people, and there are these cannon mechanics, and then you can't shoot the thing when it's invulnerable, the like dragon dinosaur thing, and um, like I'm trying to pick up all the ads because there's so many ads, right? There's just so many. It's very overwhelming, and then they have to do the like um the cannon mechanics and only half of them were doing the cannon mechanics so that's not my problem because that's dps mechanics absolutely not my fucking problem i so then i was trying to grab every single one of the ads but then they weren't killing them so they were all hitting me and of course now i'm losing fucking health so now i'm using all of my fucking cooldowns to like try and stay alive while the healer is doing i don't even fucking know what and i'm dying and i'm just like i'm the world's worst tank and they all hate me right so like i'm having a meltdown and then we wiped of course we wiped and so someone was like oh what are we doing wrong and they're like well the tank needs to fucking grab all of the ads like they just need to grab all of the ads and i'm like i'm trying there are so fucking many but like i didn't say anything and i'm like okay well, didn't, i'll grab didn't them. someone stand up for you there like then somebody was like the healer needs to keep the tank oh. alive <laughs> Yeah, someone did say the healer needs to keep the tank alive. But then um, at the end, like, as we were doing that last pull, the, that they started yelling at me again about my AoEs and my balancing and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I can't burn all my mana, my dudes. So then I'm just thinking about, like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Like, what is, what is this? Like, how did I get this bad at being a tank? And they were just yelling at me. And we cleared the final boss after the second time. Like, we only wiped once to the final boss. So, I, whatever. Apparently, I learned my life lesson. Um, and I just left. Like, I didn't, I didn't wait for the loot didn't fucking care i just bounced and i was like i need to go to the bathroom Kay. and i went to the bathroom and i just had a meltdown like i just cried and i was like mm, you know what that wasn't fun i play video games to have fun but that was just terrible that was a bad and, group like yeah and like i think normally i wouldn't have cried if i wasn't on my period like normally i think i would be angry because like after i let it sit for a while i was like actually i'm mad about this <laughs> um fair at the, valid yeah at the time i was i was like i don't want to be a tank anymore i am done and then i was just like but i love being a dark knight um so i sucked up sucked it up and i was like well clearly i'm not a good dark knight so i need to do something and i found like a really good breakdown although it had a bunch of mmo terms so then i like sent it to my friend and i'm like help me 
get through this because I don't know what global cooldown and off global cooldown even fucking means. Um, I had to figure those ones and... out based on context clues when I started healing. <laughs> like, just use your OGCDs, yeah. and I'm like, the fuck does that? Whatever mean? that means, I'll do it. Well, it's your yeah. That would be your um, regens for healers. And so I looked all of that stuff up, and I'm making there is a no Pepe Sylvia chart, and I'm just gonna stay out of fifty, sixty, seventy roulette for a while. Yeah. You um, know, it's kind of funny that you had a bad experience in fifty, sixty, seventy roulette as a Dark Knight because I also had a bad experience in fifty, sixty, seventy roulette that caused me to quit Dark Knight. <laughs> Mine yeah, was, I almost I, quit. I talked about it on the podcast ages ago, but it was Keeper of the Lake, and the healer was a total dick to me the whole time. And was like, I mean, maybe he wasn't necessarily being a dick, but he was very, very frustrated with me. And it gave me terrible anxiety. And I stopped playing Dark Knight, like, pretty much immediately after that. And Keeper of the Lake has very hard mechanics <laughs> yes. as a tank. Um, I I did a really bad run of Snowcloak and Kay was there, but it was easier because Kay was there. Um, Snowcloak's also just, like, I not was- a fun dungeon. <laughs> It's not. It has that stupid, it has a lot of stupid tank mechanics where I have to move stuff and so that I'm lining stuff up. One time my friend was like, why do you need a fucking PhD to tank in um, in Final Fantasy XIV? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to hit stuff and distract it. Um, but, you know, I, I just want to, I was just, it just kind of, like, I was being baby, uh, I, not to them. To them, I was professional. I was just like, okay, will do. All right. Um, and I feel stupid for crying over a video game, not plot-wise, but just because people on in the line were... People on the internet were mean You know, me. you have... Uh, you're, you're a fully realized creation. You have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I have feelings. Um, but I I almost let it make, make me quit uh, tanking altogether. I was almost like, well, this is the last time Jesse. I was almost like, this is the last time Jesse plays uh, 15. But then I was like, God, I really need to know how the Dark Knight quest ends. And in order to do that, I have to be level 60. So I have to at least get to that. And then I was like, you know what? I could be a good Dark Knight. I just have to come up with a spreadsheet. Um, and since I'm leveling Bard right now, too, I'm also coming up with a There Is No Pepe Sylvia board for Bard. Bard's a lot easier um, to pick up, too. And also, if you do fuck it up, the consequences are far less severe. So... <laughs> I I just, like, that Bard was what I was like, what the fuck is a proc? And my friend's like, it's the random occurrence of, like, everyone's... Yeah, I'm sorry, I've been using that one on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I have no fucking idea what that is. Because I don't know how else to describe um, it. That's like, they were like... When your thing lights up, that's a proc. And I'm like, cool, I can remember that. I don't know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, I read, I, I went through and I googled the definition of proc. Um, but he had this really good point, uh, my friend, who, because, uh, hold on, I have to I have to Google what the actual definition is again. Okay, because so proc stands for ro- ran- a program random occurrence. Oh, God. Right? Um, <laughs> And it's a computer gamer term rhyming with doc and used both as noun and a verb that's used to describe whenever a random gaming item activates or a random gaming event occurs. That tracks. Yeah. So um, he was saying in high school, like, a bunch of people made fun of him for not knowing what a proc was. And, he, and then they told him. And then he was like, well, 
what does it mean? What does PROC stand for? And everybody was fucking silent. It's like when you ask people what IT stands for and like just crickets. <laughs> um, so he was like, yeah, yeah, make fun of me all you want. But you don't even, it's just like you just take that term for granted because you play MMOs. And uh, I, I mean, I trust him to not make me feel dumb. And like, I, I will try to more often be like, okay. I'm sorry I'm dumb, but you really need to you really need to bring this down to when Moon get <laughs> switch sides platforms for I do try to do that for mechanics at least. Um it's just proc specifically yeah. is one where it's like I didn't really know what it means, but the way that it was explained to me, like I attach that word to the experience of playing Bard and like I understand what it means in the context of playing Bard and Red Mage. And I wouldn't be able to describe it for you. I'm just like, it's when your skills light up and there's something different now. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, because I was watching somebody do a video about Bard, and I was just like, mm-hmm. and then he goes, and then you're proc, and then he said proc like five times, and I'm like, what on God's green earth is a proc? Like, <laughs> I, not to, I get everybody here is gonna be called out that Jesse doesn't know what does doesn't know anything about MMOs, and I, I don't. Because I, I, this is my first MMO. When we, when we did Ravana, you were like, "Is there anything I need to know?" And I'm like, "When the hive walls crumble, make sure your back's to a part of the wall that's still standing." I feel like that's not that's moon, when Moon get big switch sides level of explanation. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was helpful because then I was like, "Oh." Um, otherwise, he's gonna I fucking get... yeet you off the edge. You understand what yeet yeah. means? <laughs> yeah, I absolutely know what yeet means. Um, and then like. I, I was like, hey, Kay, what, what does, because she was saying, oh, it's your gap closer. And I'm like, gap closer, like I'm closing a gap. And she's like, between you and the thing you attack, <laughs> gap close. And I'm like, oh, it yeets me a that one. That one I actually I know from um, fighting games, surprisingly. I don't even yeah. play that many fighting games, but that's like, how I know it. I was like, I don't know what that means. I do now. Um, and I actually got to use it in a raid, because mostly I don't use it, but, like, I got knocked back hella far, and I was like, oh, I need to hold this boss, and I could yeet myself back, and I was like, yeah. you know what, this is a great, this is a great Yeah, skill. Red Mage has one um, called Korra Core that you've seen me use a couple times, where I just suddenly shoot forward and start using my sword combo. Yeah. And then I can also <laughs> jump terrifying. back. I love it. Um, but, yeah, I had a really bad uh, dungeon experience, and... It was, it was kind of, like, I know I should know better because I'm level 59, but, like, when you level mostly through, like, baby dungeons, you pick up a lot of bad habits because you don't have most of your skills in those dungeons. Yeah, and then also Heavensward, um, if I remember correctly, Heavensward is kind of where they start to standardize a lot of stuff. And so, like, mm. the mechanics are different now, but these mechanics are going to be carried forward um, through the rest of the expansions. Um it's yeah. kind of the one that was like, this is a stack marker. Stack markers always look like this. This is the turn away marker. It always looks like this. You know? So. Yeah. It's just, but yeah, I had a really bad experience. Um, and But instead of letting it break me, I let myself be sad about it. And then I was like, no, I will come back stronger. <laughs> like a true yeah. dark knight. <laughs> that's, that's the dark knight mentality right there. Aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you just want to go ape shit? Don't you just want to go ape shit? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would also like to say that I finally had a bad mentor experience. Like a really bad mentor Didn't experience. you say they were also okay, from Gilgamesh, which is definitely the stereotype TM? Yeah, they were from A mentor Gilgamesh. from Gilgamesh. That's wanna... like two different stereotypes. 
Because for, yeah, for, for, for those of you who have like, not played Final Fantasy XIV, so like a lot of the servers have their reputations. Belmont is the roleplay server, and so is Nadius. Uh, Cac- I think it's Brynhildr is the meme server, or maybe it's Cactuar, I don't remember. Uh, Fairy's the gay server, and uh, Gilgamesh is like the serious raider server. So um, this kind of... There are plenty of people from Gilgamesh that are just fucking fine. But the idea of it being like the raiding server kind of created this problem where people who want to be serious raiders move to that server and they're the they're, they're the bad attitude kind of raider that they're super elitist about their ff logs numbers and um pc master race and like like ever like you know a gamer tm like a, a gamer stereotype yeah. um people who wanted to raid seriously and had that kind of attitude kind of gra- graduated towards Gilgamesh because they wanted to get on, in on the serious raider scene and then they're just assholes to everybody. So there's definitely a stereotype that people from Gilgamesh are dicks. It's not necessarily always true because that's how stereotypes work, but um, definitely yeah. like p- ba- bad experiences with people from Gilgamesh are a thing and bad experiences with mentors are a thing because it's always say- the people that should know better that are douchebags. Yeah, I so the, the the I will say that um, I don't want to scare people away from experiencing things because just the same fucking day I went and did Shiva for my trial. And you like those guys? And I had a bunch of people yeah. from yeah, those people were from Cactuar, and so immediately I type in the chat, I'm like, "Who wants to main tank?" Someone who is absolutely not a tank said, "Ooh ooh me," and someone else was like, "Sigh no." And, <laughs> and then so the other tank threw on um, tank stance is like, "I'll do it." Uh, and I was like, sweet. And in the middle of that, you know, when you get, when we, Diamond everybody dust. gets frozen yeah. in Shiva. Yeah. Um, someone was like, step on me, mommy. And I lost my shit. So I had a, like, a fine experience, a great experience with some cactuar cat boys. Um, say that five times <laughs> fast. But, I had a bad dungeon uh, experience too, but they weren't from Gilgamesh or anything special. I don't, I don't even remember where they were from. Sargatanas maybe? But I was like, it was a bad night. <laughs> it was a dark night. If you oh, um, <laughs> I'm trying my best. Um, so yeah, that's a that's enough of that. But um, I I will not be so easily defeated. I guess, or maybe I was defeated in my soul. Um, I will just say that, like, it. I was thinking about how my mom, my mom was, my mom was like something about i was like she's like are you okay i was like just bad game i was just like you know humans online and my mom's like it's okay if you're bad at stuff i'm like it's really not it's not okay apparently in this modern world like i was thinking about i think i've talked about this before but like gamer culture is such a weird thing because i'm like there's no time you're allowed to be like a novice at something yeah you know like you can't you can't be like like you can't be casual about anything anymore um it's why i left comp for uh for a a lot of reasons but i just i will not go back to comp for um i will never say never because every once in a while i retry it and go oh right this is why i hate comp and overwatch but like the like i mean like if we're if we're not i like look around and i'm like dude we're silver it's not like we're gold or diamond or whatever like we're not at tits. fucking Evo. Calm down. 
Yeah, like we're we we're just having a good time. It's only a game. Um, Why you have to be mad? It's only game. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, we weren't in like Savage Raid content. We were in a fucking roulette. Although dungeon. I will say, if you act like that in Savage Raid content, you're still an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a dick. Don't talk about the tank in third person. Holy shit! I don't mind when people call me tank. I just don't like when people start saying, well, the tank isn't doing this, and the tank isn't doing that, and then, like, never address me again, and I'm like, excuse fucking you. Um, I should have just started saying, the tank says okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, yeah, let people have a fun time. Um, And my last piece of salt, sorry, I was talking for a long time. It's fine, so did I. (laughs) We have a lot to talk about. Hobby Lobby Con. (laughs) Um, it isn't actually Hobby Lobby Con. It is, it was the Tulsa anime convention. Um, and I am so sorry for everyone who had to be there. So if you didn't know, uh, the, the con itself, I guess, took place in a hotel convention center, like most cons, Yeah, especially small ones. Um, yeah. And they were saying that, like, um... Like, normally the Artist Alley is there. They didn't tell people who signed up for the Artist Alley that they were going to be in another building until after the um, free withdrawal from the table fee thing date went by. So they could no longer withdraw without having paid for their table at that point. They couldn't get a refund. Um, They couldn't get a refund. So the refund date, they didn't tell them they were going to be in another building until the refund date went by. Not only were they in another fucking building. Oh, no. They were a nine-minute drive Jesus Christ, what the hell? Yeah. They were a nine-minute drive away in an abandoned Hobby Lobby. So... Can't make this this shit up. This con is cursed. This is a profoundly cursed artist alley. It is a profoundly cursed artist alley. So that alone is, like, like already anger. Um, but, so they put the artist alley and the vendor hall in there. The vendors have lights, usually, like, big professional lights that they can bring in, although it is annoying. Um, the artist alley did not, and nobody knew what building they were going to be in until two weeks before the con, and they didn't see the building until they were physically inside of it. A lot of people don't live near the cons that they go to for Artist Alley stuff. Um, we travel to go to do Artist Alleys a lot. So it's not like you could just pop home and get some lights. So then people had to buy their own fucking lights because it was so dark that people couldn't see the merchandise. And in fact, we're turning the lights on on their phone to look at the merchandise. The Hobby Lobby had been emptied out, but there was still, like, wood and shit on the ground. The ground was filthy, so it was clear that it hadn't been cleaned. There was no overhead lighting. The con claims that they couldn't do overhead lighting because it would have been a fire hazard, which is confusing to me. It's a fucking commercial building, isn't it? Like, Yeah, that's what my confusion is. Like, it's a commercial building. Shouldn't there have been, like... I guess they couldn't put, like, LED lighting in there. I don't really understand what the deal with that was. Um, So they're sitting in the darkness. They're nine minutes away. The con did no advertising to tell people where the Artist Alley building was. None. Zero. 
artists themselves had to do it. Um, I'm going to look up her name right now. Um, so she, oh, let me make sure I'm using the correct pronouns. Yeah, she, her. Um, she said that, you know, she made a statement like not to bot, don't bother the people at the convention. Don't be mean to the staff. And I mean, fair, because it's not necessarily the staff's fault. They're just, they just, most of them are volunteers Um, and most of them are volunteers. So, uh, but her name is Hannah and her Twitter is at L, Ella, L-E-L-E fluff. Jesus, take the wheel. Ella fluff. Um, That's cute. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, So, you know, she she was tweeting about this mostly. A a lot of vendors um, and artists were tweeting about it. Because what the fuck, right? What the fuck, Richard? Um, And uh, talking about the lighting situation, about how, like, the like the there there's nothing they could do about it that they had to pay out of pocket that nobody told them that they waited till after the um refund deadline to oh, tell them that they were going to be in another building <laughs> bless you um and so she was going around getting artists names and stuff and asking them about their experience and if they'd be willing to talk about it to the like people in charge of the con and she was tweeting about this and um on the day before the last day uh some employees came up to her and heads of the con and asked her to leave. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So like they claimed that she tweeted, I've been following this, so I don't know where this happened, but they said on a technicality, I guess that she, that she encouraged people to break in. Um, that's not what I got from that tweet, but like whatever, it was enough of a technicality for them to say you need to leave. Um, and they had to use a technicality because it's not like you can just throw her out for saying, hey, these are unworkable conditions. Um, and especially because they're third party contractors. So like, bitch, like I get to say that the place I'm in is inhospitable. Um, this is my fucking Yelp review. Uh, and so that's fucked up. People were real mad. I'm really angry about it. And it's just on this current tangent of, um, I know recently, I don't know if I got to talk about it on this podcast because AX kind of came and went when we were doing um, the Reddit episode. But AX recently had a problem with their artist alley where they were telling the artists they could not eat in the convention center. Um, where are they to fucking go? Especially if you're by yourself, you cannot leave your table. People will jack your shit. They steal your shit anyway. Even when you're at your table, you have to fucking like zip tie all of your shit to your table and they cut it off somehow. Um, and they were telling them, oh, you have to eat in the lobby. And they're like, bitch, are you going to watch my table? Like, I don't really understand what's happening. Um, and, like, they did not the, cap attendees in the artist alley or anywhere. And, like, just pictures yeah. of the crowd made me feel so anxious. <laughs> like, And they also did this fun thing where they were like, um, artist alley will open in 10 minutes. Just kidding, because there's so many people that will open right now. Hope you're ready. You can't fucking do that. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess you can, but... Jesus, I imagine if you did that to to other employees. And here's the thing. It's like you are asking people to go eat their lunch in another place. But Artist Alley, it's a real problem for Artist Alley artists because we are there 
from when the con opens to when it closes and we don't really have breaks. We don't have shifts like the other volunteers or employees working there because just the nature of what we're doing, we have to stay there. That's our spot. Um, If you're lucky, you have a friend who comes with you, a helper. Uh, The stupid thing is some cons will let you have um, another artist and a helper. Um, It's just that you can only have two people behind the table at once, which is fine. I understand that. Um, But uh, some other cons now are doing this thing where it's like, you can only have two badges. We won't give you more badges and nobody else can be behind your table. And you can't like lend your badge to someone else. That's fucking stupid. Like, so our helpers can't have shifts? Like, I don't really understand what their deal is here. Um, But it's just an ongoing thing. I know we talked about uh, a certain, uh, like, I think it was SAC anime last year had the problem where people were taking pictures of our IDs and shit and then, like, saying they needed it for IRS reasons. No, you don't. You just need a copy of my seller's permit. Like, and to look at my ID. That's it. That's and you the also whole had thing. problems with Sack Anime the- this year. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. This... It, and it's just, I think the, the general overall problem has become that, like, cons are starting to treat Artist Alley like, the, like I said, I mean, we are third party contractors, but, like, God, you like you're just treating us like shit. And I know so many people. I only go to conventions for the Artist Alley, even when I'm not in the Artist Alley. Like, that's how much Artist Alley means to me. And I don't know if it's just because I'm an artist, but I ask no, my I, friends, and they're like, "Yeah, I love Artist Alley." All it's my a friends, huge part. like, but usually when I and my friends go to a convention, we don't buy a lot of stuff from the vendor hall. We buy stuff from the Artist Alley. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big deal, and like. They just think they can just treat us like shit. And my friend um, was like, we need to unionize, to which I brought up a very, like, complex reasons of why that would be very hard and we would need a legal team to represent us and then that would cost legal fees. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't unionize, but, like, also it's very complicated. Um, But, like, this is my continuing theme of people don't do stuff out of the kindness of their hearts and it's getting worse and i don't know if it's just because like we are in an environment where people are going oh yeah well all of these people are ripping people off so why don't we do it too um yeah it's it's really sad to see artist alleys treat people this way i know a lot of people probably won't be going back to tulsa con i don't know what the actual name of that convention is because everybody called it i saw tnt con when i um looked up that artist you were talking about Maybe that was it. Um, yeah, I, it's fucking rude. <laughs> I just, and just to like, uh, uh, it had me so angry. Um, I have, the only other time I've been in a place that's like not even in the convention hall was one year at Fanime. They put us in a tent about a block away from the um, convention center, but the tent did, ha- in their defense, the tent had air conditioning. And also it was only it a was block away. Lit. Yeah, and it was only a block away. And they they didn't advertise it very well. Actually, we had to advertise it a lot, and then eventually someone put signs up. Um, but it was not a nine-minute drive away. You could walk to it. So, yeah, fuck that shit. I don't know what made them think. I don't know what possessed them. What they really needed to do was move to a larger air, convention air center because their convention had outgrown the one they were in, but they didn't. Um, and that's unfortunate. I, I and like my friend was talking that that same issue is probably happening with Sack Anime. They're still trying to run it like it's a small con, but it's not anymore. And so they have to like 
start to try and run it like it's a bigger scale their operations up a little bit yeah and then there's anime expo which is uh, does not understand that it is the anime version of san jose i forgot but i have some beef with anime expo too actually oh yeah you do i forgot about this um so anime expo hosts the team usa world cosplay summit preliminaries most years if not every year and this year I was really excited because they were advertising that they were going to live stream the AX Masquerade, which sounds pretty cool to me too, and then the World Cosplay Summit preliminaries. Um, they said they were going to play it on Saturday at what would have been like 7 or 8 or 9 my time. I don't really remember the exact time. The point is, I stayed here and I was watching the stream and kind of like waiting for it to start and then... All of a sudden, it comes up, and it's like, next up is some random panel you don't give a fuck about. And I was like, excuse me? And then in the chat, uh, Anime Expo was like, oh, um, we're not streaming it live tonight due to technical difficulties. We'll stream it tomorrow. And everybody's like, excuse me? What the fuck? And, like, I wasn't at a party, but I know people, I saw people on Facebook that were like, I was at this World Cosplay Summit party, and it's just not fucking showing anymore. And they say, they say something about it being aired at, like, 1.30 a.m., and I was like, well, I am tired, and I'm not going to stay up that late. So I will catch the restream at 1.30 p.m., and then they canceled that, too, without saying anything. It just, like, and their website to, like, the bitter end was like, watch the World Cosplay Summit stream live at this time! And I, like, really, and then I tried to find the video on their YouTube, and, like, I found one that said AX Masquerade, and it was just a bunch of people talking, and I couldn't see if, like, the actual Masquerade was in there, and I can't, I I haven't seen the World Cosplay Summit preliminaries. So, <laughs> I'm big mad about that. It has been years. Um, I will say, though, that the people that uh, made it are a Utah team, and they did a fantastic, they did fantastic Bloodborne costumes, and I'm very excited to see that in the finals, which is, um, in, like, two weeks. So, ah, they better not cancel that. No, that's, that's in Japan, so they're gonna, they make a big event of it. Um, it's August 3rd, yeah, probably so in the wee hours of the morning. The staff isn't in charge. But, yeah, it, the World Cosplay Summit Finals are on August 3rd at, like, midnight or something and i think last year it didn't start until like 2 a.m ultimately so um if you're gonna watch that one live be prepared to have a late night but i'm going to a party to watch that and i'm super excited anyway ax needs to get their shit together the end (laughs) yeah they need to realize they're a super mega con now they're a monster of a con they're the anime convention. There was one. There was one post I saw on Facebook that was like, "Last year we had the heat wave. And this year we got the earthquakes. It's all the weebs in one place. The weebs in one place upsets the balance of the earth. We, y'all need to go. Y'all need to go home." <laughs> oh fuck! I almost forgot about the fact that there was like a giant. There were multiple, there were multiple giant, giant earthquakes. Giant earthquakes yeah. <laughs> And so many artists that I follow from the East Coast are like, I'm so sorry, we'll never make fun of you guys for being cold ever again. Yeah, a lot of people were like, this is the first earthquake I've ever experienced because they weren't native to California or whatever. I mean, like, my Utah friends are aware of earthquakes. Like, we definitely get them here, but not, they weren't like, we haven't really had one of that scale in our lifetimes. And so they were like, wow, that was something. 
Yeah, I I really I just think it's so fucking funny because everybody makes fun of Californians for their for the weather, especially East Coast people. Valid, but then they come here and experience one of our earthquakes, and they're like, you know what? You got your own problems. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we sure fucking do. But I, I truly love the all the weebs in one place has upset the balance of Earth. We just leave. Y'all gotta go. Go home. Y'all, you leave our leave our gentle lands. <laughs> Some of the weebs are like, but we live here. There were so many to to bring it back around. Um, so you know that we can end this podcast on a full full roundabout. Uh. Help me around about. Sorry. Um, the, the fuck. So many people had such a great, like, I'd rather be playing Shadowbringers right now. Um, there was someone who had it in the, like, fucking a giant, a giant button, button with the SpongeBob, SpongeBob font. I saw that one. I think I follow that artist. Yeah. Um, another person had their fucking laptop at AX and they were playing Shadowbringers at I don't know AX. how you could do that with their Wi Fi. Um, I fucking don't. <laughs> Lag, I get. Sorry I'm lagging, I'm at AX. <laughs> it, was fucking, it was so good. So, you know, bring that full circle since we don't we don't have any imported salt unless you No, I did not. Yeah. So that's that's our show tonight. Uh thank you for joining us. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Twitter, and you can find me as Filthy Magic User on Instagram, Twitch, but don't do that during Prime Day, and uh, Tumblr. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch, but again, don't do that on Prime Day, as Humanity Upgrade, and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. Excuse me. You can find our editor and wayward co-host Jake on Twitter as at Jake underscore Lionheart. And you can find our podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. You can listen to the podcast basically anywhere you get podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Fireside, The Works. Um, if you want to be featured on our show, you can send us some imported salt about whatever's whatever has blighted you this day and you can whatever's boiling just whatever your biscuits buttering your egg rolls <laughs> yeah, and um, if you really like the show and would like to support us you can consider donating to our Kofi page that's ko-fi.com slash the salt report and remember kids just don't put too many weaves in California at the same time it upsets the balance of nature <laughs> That's exactly what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night.